So we're here in the beautiful Valley of the Sun. It's going to be high 70s today. The sun is shining. And we get a chance to talk with Nico Horner of the Chicago Cubs. He was their number one pick, and he made a surprise debut when Javi Baez went on the DL last September. And now here you are in camp. Many people looking at you, Nico, as that guy could be our starting second baseman. How is it going for you? It's going really well. I mean, last year was, like you said, a surprise, and it was a blur. And so for me, socially, the spring has been a lot better, just kind of being with guys in a less pressure setting and just enjoying the people in camp from players to trainers, coaches, and everybody. So I was telling you off the air, so one of my closer friends is Joe Girardi, and he was the Team USA manager until he had to resign because he took the Phillies job. And he calls me, he's like, guess what? I just lost a guy I really like on Team USA. I said, oh, who'd you lose? Nico Horner, he's going up to the Cubs with Javi's injury, and once you get called up, you can't play for Team USA. He was really excited to manage you. What was the Team USA thing going to be like for you? That was going to be awesome. It's a chance to play internationally, qualify for the Olympics, play in Mexico and then uh, Tokyo, and um, play with a lot of you know future stars in the game, and that would have been amazing. Um, kind of a win-win situation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So last year it's Joe Madden. This year it's David Ross. And while you know you didn't spend a lot of time with Joe – what differences are you noticing from a player perspective? Well, the thing I was most impressed by by Joe is I met him in the spring, and everyone's relaxed in the spring, right? You know, everyone's got optimistic, and I was kind of curious what he'd be like in September getting called up, and he was the same guy, and I, I really respected that. I feel like there's a lot to learn from that. Um, he wasn't going to let any circumstance change him, and that was that was really, really impressive. And then, you know, Rossi's job is, is to be himself, and I think – from my experience, that's that's bringing a lot of energy and it's bringing um, urgency. And they have different styles, and I, they've both have been on World Series teams, right? right? Coaching and playing, and so there's shows there's different ways of doing it in baseball. And um, lucky to have seen both sides of it. So we do a weekly show with Anthony Rizzo. He comes on every week and has for years with me, and he's one of my favorite guys to deal with because he just shows up, he goes through his process, and he just tries to grind, and he's great in the community, and he's great in the room. But we laugh because he could be 0 for 12, and he comes on, and I'm like, Riz, what's going on? Just showing up. I'm just going to try and grind through four at-bats, do my job in the field, go home, eat dinner, get up, and do it again. How do you slow it down where, oh, boy, I'm 0 for my last 14, and not let that affect at bat number 15. Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of, of growing up as a baseball player, something I'm still working on, something I'm sure he still thinks he's working on, too. You know, that the process of learning hopefully never ends, and he's a guy that has been really open to me and someone who's not so much with, you know, how to swing or throw or anything, like, mechanical like that, but just kind of what it's like to play in the big leagues. And, you know, he struggled when he first got called up and how he handled that and veterans he leaned on and things like that. Those are the best interactions for me to have. So I was telling you off the air, these guys laugh at me, but I got into meditation, and I journal. Yeah. And it's not easy for me because I'm more of a pleasing type. Like, I don't like controversy, but I have worked really hard at being a better communicator in a relationship. And so when I'm sitting down writing, I'll keep writing and writing and writing and writing. You've gotten into journaling. You keep two separate ones. How has it helped you? I think it's just a chance to be really accountable for yourself i think a lot of times like we get a lot caught up in perception with other people we're around other people that are evaluating us every day no matter what work we're in and um you know you don't really have much if you're not being straightforward with yourself and so it's just a nice daily check to see where you're at beginning beginning and the end of the day and 
I think that kind of consistency goes back to like when you talk about being over 12, over 14. You know, you you know you're controlling your end of it with your emotional side, and if you have that, then you're in a really good spot. Do you feel like people are doubting your baseball team some because changed managers finished, you know, going in the wrong direction and didn't do a lot in the off season. You brought a few guys in, but really didn't make that Garrett Cole type of signing. But yet you look, you go, oh, there's Bryant, there's Rizzo, there's Baez, there's Contreras, there's Schwarber. You're coming in as a number one draft pick. You still have Kyle Hendricks and Hugh Darvish and John Lester. I mean, there's a lot of talent there. Yeah, I think for me, you know, some I'm still getting used to being here, right? And there's days you walk out in the field and you're like, this, this could be the National League All-Star team, right? When you right. look around, like, at those people. And so um, I think one thing I've kind of been aware of is, like, it's been – you know, six months since we've played a baseball game. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of time that people have to fill and with information and talk. And, you know, at the end of the day, you gotta got to actually play baseball. <laughs> and I think that we have a lot of people that are really good at that and a lot of people with confidence in our team. And uh, I'm, just, I'm excited to see what the group does, and I'm hoping to be a big part of it. Do you feel like in that room when the media is not in there and it's just you guys that there is a chip on everyone's shoulder that – Hey, man, that's not who we were, how it ended last year. Yeah, and I think um, it's, it's, like a, it's a very nice opportunity, though. It's like a, it's a very, it can be a very positive thing. It's a, a really good opportunity and something that would be really satisfying to kind of keep that same group without having to make any crazy changes and you know, flip the script and be like, no, this is, this is who we are. Last year wasn't, and it's kind of on us. And I, I think that accountability is, can be really healthy and, and important. We're talking to Nico Horner of the Chicago Cubs. We're here in Arizona. It's Cap and Company. So you're, I think, if I got the story right, you're laying on your, the couch at your mom's house when the <laughs> yeah. phone rings. And who is it calling? Jason McLeod? Yeah, McLeod called. I actually didn't have the number saved, um, <laughs> so I'm glad I picked that one up. But, yeah, super cool to be with my family. You know, most people are, you know, with somewhere in, you know, Southern League or somewhere crazy in the minor leagues. And I was actually at home with my family, you know, the people are probably most influential in me getting there in the first place, right? So mm-hmm. to share that with them was, was really amazing. And then debuting in California, everyone I'm closest is able to be there. And so really just sharing those things. Is so when you see that phone ringing, you don't know the number. No, I didn't have it saved. And so that's the farthest thing from your mind. Yeah, I'm thinking like... And what does he say? Hey, uh... We're going to need you in San Diego tomorrow. And it, I had watched the game, and I saw Addy, Addy get hit, and, you know, it goes fast. And I think it was it was really a blessing in disguise, though, because there was no big anticipation. There was no buildup. It was just like, here, we need you. Go play. Okay, now I'm on the field. Now we're playing. So you hang up the phone. Does your mom know yet? Uh, she kind of giving me this weird look. Cause like, I was, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, no, like I said, the big it, leagues. Yeah, it, was the, it was the best way it could have happened, and, um, I think the thing I was most happy about that I did personally was I, I let myself enjoy it, mm-hmm. and sometimes I, I don't always do that. So it was a really nice, whether I played well or not, I went into it definitely letting myself have fun and not, not being too serious. With so it. I got to know Mark Pryor very, very well. I've been doing the Cubs for 25 years and got to know him exceptionally well. The first interview he did, he got drafted. They handed him the phone. He's on with me until the last interview he ever did as a player. And then I had breakfast with him in San Diego. And I said, if you could go back and change anything other than the injuries, what would you change? And he said, I did not enjoy the experience in Chicago. He said, because it, we, I got you know, this rocket ship to success. And so when I got hurt 
and then I got released. He said, I said to my wife, we're going to do this as a family. And if I'm in the minor leagues in, in Cincinnati and we're in Louisville, we're going to eat where people eat. We're going to the zoo. We're going to go do whatever people do here. We're going to enjoy it. He said, because in Chicago, all I did was I pitched. What do I have to do to be ready in five days? I didn't like the media. I didn't want anybody bothering me. He said, and I look back and go, man, you were in a world-class city and you didn't enjoy it. He said, look around and realize it's going to be over like that even if you're awesome. Enjoy it. Yeah, I think I had a lot of people like tell me when you walk out on a big league field first time, like don't look at the third deck. Like You'll feel different Like it's because you've never been on a field like mm-hmm. that before. <laughs> the first thing I did, of course, I did a 360, and I looked around the whole top deck, and I, I, literally, I, I smiled, and I said it's awesome, and it's amazing, and and I've, I've kind of learned that, that I can enjoy myself and still play at my highest level and, you know, trust the serious work that I've put in so that when I have a chance to enjoy it, it's really amazing and something to share with other people. So when you're standing out there, you are actually having fun. It's not, okay, this is my job. I've got to make this play. No, I'm saying I can need to get better at that. And you it's do. something I've become more aware of, and I've definitely always been a, a pretty serious player when I'm when I'm on the field, and um, that's part of who I am. And I'm not trying to change myself like crazy, but just for the moments that are really special, and some, when your teammate does something really amazing, and just kind of taking a second to yeah, have fun with this that. This isn't just a normal thing that we get to do. It's it's pretty amazing. So the home run that you hit your second of your career. That set an all-time single-season record for the Chicago Cubs. So if that never gets broken again, it was home run number 236, it will always be that you were the guy that hit it. That's got to be pretty yeah, cool. I remember I didn't know that until a post-game interview, and they said that, and I was like, well, I wasn't a big part of the 236, <laughs> but glad I had the last one. I right, guess. exactly. What do you do to relax away from baseball? Uh, I think it comes down to mainly just people uh, more than any particular hobby. Uh, I have an amazing family, an awesome girlfriend, and friends from home, and baseball friends. And I think just having people with different interests, people in different places that, you know, their mind isn't on baseball. This is probably the best people to have and um, people that keep me in a good place. Going on vacation, it's a beach vacation. Is it I'm going hiking, I'm doing something active. What do you do? I spend a lot of time outside in California, so like a lot of my off time, I'm not I'm not flying anywhere really. I'm kind of staying in the area, and there's so much to do where I'm I'm from in the Bay Area, and that's where I love I love to be outside. And so, um, yeah. The first thing you bought, or have you not yet gone there? <laughs> because you get a nice signing bonus, but you know, the good Lord willing, the bigger money's down the road. Yeah, um, not a, not a huge spender. My uh, my Subaru Outback died right before the draft which was convenient um so i, I did get a car uh got an audi a4 which was exciting for me i'm not uh-huh. a big car guy but I was, I was pretty happy with that and that'll be good for me new for, one yeah that'll be good for me for a while so. yeah so you walk into the other, <laughs> I, I actually can pay for this right <laughs> yeah it's cool music what's your favorites um music guy i listen to a lot of rap uh Mix it up. I actually never liked country at all until I, I played in the Southern League last year, and I started to like it a little bit. That was like my one. I would yeah, not I'm not a country. Guy. I would not at all listen to before, and now there's some settings where I would now. But yeah, I mean, when you're in the locker room with people from a lot of different places, you you kind of get a wide range, and that's that's a fun part of being in a locker room. For have sure. you had Chicago Deep Dish yet? I have. Yeah, it's good, huh? Yeah, it's really good. I love Deep Dish. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. There you go. Well, tw- wait, hold on. You're 22 years old, Nico. Have you heard the song Wonderwall by Oasis? Yes. <laughs> they just asked me that, and I didn't know it. Case closed. He mocked us like we were the fools. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I'm a Springsteen guy. That's all good. That's all I listen to.
pretty much. Hey, thank you for taking time for yeah, us. Yeah, of course. It's fun. You got it. Best of luck to you. We're rooting for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You got it. That's Nico Horner. He was the first-round pick of the Cubs and great candidate to be starting at second base on opening day. We'll take a timeout. We are in Arizona, brought to you by the great people at White Claw. Pure